Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mommy Files of a New Black Mom. And this week's episode is a very touchy subject. And most of the time, I'll tell you this, when I'm recording or I'm, you know, scanning for an episode, a lot of times I'm thinking of what I want to talk about. And a lot of times it's based off of things I'm going through, things I'm thinking about, things I've had conversations about. And it's a very pivotal moment of clarity. It's a pivotal moment of me having <sighs> release. Y'all are my friends in my head. We are cousins. We are kinfolk. We are family, you know, all that good stuff. But a lot of times I think of what people are going through that's not just me. And one of the things I went through was my daughter fell and she fell off of her changing table. Now, my daughter's one, and this is not the first time she's fallen and hit her head, but this is the first time it was like I was there, witnessed, screamed, yelled, freaked out. And the reason I say that is because the first time she fell, we were at a water park, and it was probably less than a foot, and she fell right until the pavement of the bathroom changing room. It's like a like a porous kind of ground, but she was fine. I mean, she got a little bruise, and with babies, they bruise differently. Because when they fall and they really hurt themselves, it's a lot of times they lead with their head. So they tell you to make sure you check with the doctor, make sure they get seen and visit, all that good stuff. Now, what I will say, that was less scary because I didn't have to see it. When I saw her fall recently, she was about almost three, maybe three and a half feet up. And she went straight off the changing table to the floor. Now she landed between the carpet or her fur rug and the floor. But I still freaked out. I still screamed. She screamed. She cried. I freaked out. Now, one thing I'll say is my husband is definitely a non-freak out kind of guy. Because I called him panicking. He's like, just call me. Calm down. Tell me what's going on. Uh, my mom and she's like keep calm let me know what happened she saw you know I was freaking out and I'm so grateful to have a village of people who are like don't jump off the bridge now the reason I say that is because I felt mommy guilt and I think that's a very honest thing mommy guilt is a thing that people don't realize happens and you feel so guilty when your child is hurt because one, you feel like a bad parent. Two, you feel like you could have fixed it. And three, you always look at it like it was your fault. Even if, even if I could have prevented it, if I knew I put her at risk by sitting her the way I did, I knew it was my fault she fell. But I also knew babies fall often, babies trip. My daughter literally jumped off of our couch the other night. And my husband was like, super baby, because she landed on her feet. But one thing I say, the doctors and the nurses at the hospital, because of course I took her to the hospital, did not make me feel guilty, did not make me feel bad, and did not make me feel like I was wrong for how I felt. Because a lot of times you go places, especially when you deal with healthcare, People make you feel guilty. So the three quick tips I have for you when your child has gone through something like falling or hurt themselves. One, 
you have to stay calm. Me freaking out made her freak out. I'm still shaking up. I'm still, you know, traumatized by it. And I'm always going to be traumatized by it. And what's crazy is I know people who drop their siblings and they're like, even the nurse said it. Oh, I dropped my sister a thousand times in her head when we when she was a baby. And I'm like, what? She was like, oh, yeah. She's like, it's a, it's a common thing. You let your little siblings, you know, hold the baby and they drop the baby. My first thought is I killed my kid. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to be 110 with y'all. I, I treat y'all like family. I definitely thought I just killed my daughter. I just broke her. I, I ruined her or whatever. But I had to, like, stay calm. Two, do not always blame yourself. Now, there are times when as parents we make bad choices. We sit our kid on the table. We sit our kid on the chair. They're not stable. They have on slippery socks or whatever. And when they hurt themselves, it is our fault. But to an extent, you can't beat yourself up because mistakes happen. Number three, you have, I'm sorry, number two, you have to listen. When you're talking to doctors and they're telling you facts about, you know, what's going on, listen. Don't just go, okay, I hear you. You're not a doctor. You don't know. You came to the hospital to get a doctor's advice. So the fact that you basically blow your doctor off, act like you don't know what they're talking about, I'm not saying that they're always right. What I am saying is, listen to what they're saying. Challenge what they're saying. Question if you have questions. I hate when people go to the doctor and say, oh, I never asked them that. The first thing my husband asked was, ask them, does she need a scan? What causes them to need to do a scan? What may have happened to her that she needs to do a scan? Thank God she didn't lose consciousness. She didn't break anything. She only has a little swollen eye, which is basically like a lump, like she got hit. But other than that, she, you know, she was pretty okay after she fell asleep. She cried. She wanted to be coddled a little bit more. She wanted to be held a little bit more. Other than those things, she pretty much went back to normal. She was playing with her sister. She was running around. She was back to normal. And number three, practice better habits. A lot of times, like I said, we pick very bad habits on our kids. And I'm one of them. Like, I sit my daughter on top of things. And I, you know, lean her against things. And it's really bad habits that I, I, I feel like could be preventive of bad things happening. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times we don't think that far ahead. We as parents think we're almost superhuman. Oh, if she slips, I'm a catcher. If she falls, I'm going to get her. A lot of times we don't. Or something can happen, especially with small children under the age of three who are still in developmental phases where something can happen and they can really hurt themselves. And you already know the bad habit that you're continually doing could be preventive of them hurting themselves. So practice better habits, whether it be not to sit them on things, not to trust them to make choices of their own in the sense of how they're sitting, how they're playing, how they're doing stuff, what they're taking leads on doing, whatever. Because what ends up happening, nine times out of ten, the kid is going to hurt themselves. Now, what I will say is, I'm so grateful for, you know, my mom and my husband because they definitely kept me calm. Because I definitely was freaking out and my husband's like, calm down, take a breath, it's okay. And I'm just like, no, I broke her and I'm freaking out and I'm at the hospital. And he's like, babe, calm down. And a lot of times, that's what you need. You need someone who's going to calm you down in the midst of you freaking out. Because 
you're freaking out. <laughs> and we don't realize as parents how much we're freaking out. So then you're like screaming or you're yelling or you're having a moment. Sometimes you just need somebody to be like, calm down. Take a breath. It's okay. So I say all that to say, you know, it's okay that your child has boo-boos. It's okay if your child hurts themselves. It's a part of a normal thing. And I don't believe it. Like, oh my God, I feel like I broke my kid. But what does happen is the fact that these things are not preventive. Mistakes happen, accidents happen, but it's all in being preventive. We're going to take a quick break and I'll be back. So we are back. Light cook crack and all that other smack. <laughs> but now we're back and we're talking about baby boo-boos. We're talking about those oopses, those oh my gods, those moments that we literally, as parents, feel guilty about when our children get hurt. One of the common things I notice is that a lot of the parents I know, when I told them, you know, oh my God, my daughter fell and got hurt, they was like, girl, my daughter rolled off the bed at two weeks. And I was like, what? Or, oh girl, my son jumped off the slide, broke his arm at a year. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I literally thought I broke my kid. Like, she went face forward, head like head rolled into her carpet and her floor. And I just completely felt like she snapped her neck. She broke her body. She's dead. Like, that's how much I reacted in my brain. I screamed. I yelped. And it's crazy because as parents, you need a moment. An absolute moment. And that moment is like, you're going to feel scared. You're going to panic. And you're going to feel guilty. And my husband cracked a couple jokes after. Like, are you okay? Are you still beating yourself up? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, relax. For me, it's like, I'll say this. And this might be for younger parents and not necessarily older parents. But my parents, my mom, gave me a lot of shit when I became a mom. Not a lot of shit in the sense of, like, you ain't going to be a good parent. But, like... She was mad because I was breastfeeding and she felt like my daughter wasn't getting enough weight. She was mad about how I dressed her and mad because I didn't do certain things she felt I needed to do. I'll say this. You got to treat kids the way your parents treated you. And what I mean by that is my mom's rule was my kids, my rules. So when my mother say little slick shit, I'll be like, my, that's my child, not yours. And her face is like, oh my goodness. But it's not about being rude. If I say my kid doesn't eat certain things or doesn't drink certain things, that don't mean go give it to them. If I say don't give her candy and I find out you give her candy, I'm a snack. If I tell you I don't like a bunch of people holding my child, I don't like a bunch of people holding my kid. It's not always about, you know, what other people perceive. And I felt like embarrassed when my daughter got hurt. I felt like a complete bad parent. I felt like I failed. And if you don't know, I have four stepchildren, bonus children, 
couple extras. <laughs> and my husband always likes to throw out the fact, I have five, you have one. It's okay. Because I know he knows I beat myself up a lot about things that I do or things that people might say. Even from when she was in my belly. If you don't know, my daughter and I had a scare when I was about eight months pregnant. Doctor saw shadow in her brain scan when I went to do the ultrasound. And first thing I did was start crying. Because all I can think is I'm going to have my first child is going to be a child with special needs. My child's going to be disabled. They literally threw out the word cerebral palsy. And I have a cousin who's 25 now. And my aunt has had her since she was a year. No, younger than that. I want to say about six, eight months. She, My cousin who was 18 at the time had a baby. And somehow my, my, my cousin was born normal. But then developed cerebral palsy. Now, my mom will tell you her belief on it. We're not going to go there. But... Her mom was in the drug life, not using necessarily, but definitely around it. And she feels like my cousin got in it. Now, she said that story to me maybe twice. And I rarely believe that's what happened. But my first thought is I have now a a full responsibility and I I failed. And it's something I did or something I ate or something I drank or something, whatever. And I called my mom crying. And and she was like, I'm going to come down and go to the scan with you. My mom's OBGYN. So a lot of times they use really big terms when you're pregnant. You be like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. And sign your life away. Don't know what you're doing. Second person I called was my husband. And... You might think that's out of order. The reason I called my mom is because they used all these big ass words and I didn't know what the fuck they meant. So I had to get like clarification to talk to my husband, what I was actually trying to describe and what I was actually saying. And when I called him, I'm bawling my eyes out and he's like, babe, calm down. When's, this, when's the scan? When do we have to go? What hospital do we have to go to? Cool. Once it was all said and done. I went to my husband and literally, you know, he calmed me down. But after the scan was done and it came back clear and just a shadow, the first thing he did was kind of lose his shit on the coordinator. And you might say, okay, why would he lose his shit? They were only being, you know, proactive. He was like, you know, she's a first time mom. You know that. You also throw really big, heavy situations at a person, like cerebral palsy or, you know, having a mental deformity or actually being special needs. It's a complete panic without any real backing. Now, the coordinator was all apologetic because his thought was we just wanted her to be prepared. But he's like, there's ways to prepare a first time mom anything that might happen other than hey so there's two things that could be wrong not hey there's a possibility it's nothing it could be a shadow it could be anything there are some other alternatives we'll touch you know if it gets there if it gets that far we'll sit and have conversations about what to do what's your choices what's x y what's y what's z and it's the same thing when your kid falls you feel like a bad parent i told the story of how you know my sister daughter fell out of the third floor window and her shirt was covered in blood my niece's clothes were covered in blood and literally she freaked out because the first thing she you know you know as a parent you think is my kid's gonna be brain damaged my kid's gonna die and if you hear her mom talk about she's like oh that was god god put a pillow and caught her and she may look banged up and bruised up but she could have been 10 times worse and the fact is she probably all the way around maybe maybe 75 pounds 
and she's only five she's super tiny super petite so when her mom you know saw this baby laying on on the curb falling from this window it was like a first reaction of oh my god something deadly happened as a parent your job is to protect so when you feel like you failed at protecting, you naturally become so fearful that you did something. I'll say what you know most people won't say. It's okay. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. And a lot of times, it's okay if your child hurts themselves, especially because kids are growing in such a way. I remember when my daughter started walking, the fear was her hitting her head because you know you have sharp corners or you have edges or whatever. And my husband laughs because I freak out about everything. And he's like, calm down, because you freaking her out. Because I would jump, I would scream, I would yell. And it's a trigger for me. Same thing when me and my husband were in a really, really bad car accident where the car was totaled. We were on a five-lane highway, and a car hit us so bad we spun out of control. And almost, I thank God every day we were in my car, because we probably would have been dead. But we were in his car. He's a better driver. I'll say that to you and not to him. But he caught control. We were able to get help. We were able to see a doctor, all that good stuff, and made it out with a clean bill of health. But it was so scary that now when cars swerve towards us, I completely freak out because I'm triggered. As parents, you have to learn sometimes you can't freak out. My daughter, you know, she's a she's a fall on her butt kind of baby. And I mean hard. She'll fall. She'll hit her butt. She especially learning how to walk. It was such a task because literally my they tried to push my daughter to walk at her first birthday. She said, nah, nah, I'm not doing it. And literally the next day she was home with her dad and he called her and she walked across the room. Kids are like that. <laughs> and when, you know, she falls and hits her butt, I'm more apprehensive. We have a lot of stairs, so I'm very cautious. She has a eight-year-old sister who's big enough to hold her and still learning how to carry her because my daughter is thick. And one of my fears is she's going to fall down the stairs with her. And I always tell her, please be cautious. Please don't let her carry her down the stairs. Please be careful. Because she's so quick to want to pick her up like she's a doll baby because she remembers her being so teeny tiny, so super small. And I'm like, you know, you got to be careful. She's not that small no more. She's not tiny. Because what happens is kids feel no fear. Now, one of the biggest things I've noticed with my daughter is... You know, she has a fearlessness about her. And they say that's kids. Kids have this fearlessness where she'll, you know, try to climb off a chair, try to climb off a table. That's how she fell. And my first reaction is, oh, my God, it was me. I should have done. And, yes, that might be the best reaction to have to be more precautious. But a lot of times kids don't know until they do something that they shouldn't. It's like the hand on the stove thing. It's a very old saying about, you know, you weren't burning your hand twice because you touched the stove. You can't protect your children forever, and that's a realistic thing. You can't always yield them from danger. You can try. I'll give you that. You can absolutely 110% try. The reality of it is they will fall. They will harm themselves. They will hurt. They will cry. They'll have boo-boos that they'll want you to kiss, big, small, or whatever. The difference is 
knowing how to react. Don't always scream. Don't always yell. That's why when they say kids fall, if they see that you're screaming, they'll cry. And it's so funny. If you ever go on Facebook, they have videos of like parents holding their kids and they'll hit their hand against the wall and the baby will start crying like they hit their head. And I laugh because I'm like, I get it. But I also were like, oh my God, don't hurt the baby. Kids are natural boo-boo attractors. They attract all types of accidents. They attract all types of boo-boos and mistakes. And they'll always hurt themselves. And you as a kid can't always, as a parent, can't naturally feel like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I have to catch myself because my daughter will be very apprehensive on how she does things because she see my reaction. Now, lesson learned, I don't leave her in places, spaces, or anything, and I'm super precautious now. And I'll go out of this super overprotective precaution because she's going to learn how to fall and catch herself or learn how to fall and protect herself. Those things come with learning. So as parents, I say this, you know, don't beat yourself up. Don't get yourself, you know, wrapped up in all these, oh my goodness, moments, because that's what ends up happening. You have these, oh my goodness, moments, and you're feeling like, you know, you're this horrible parent that has failed your kid. You may not have. So, let your kids get a boo-boo here and there. Let them learn. And if something happens, it's okay to go to the hospital. I used to think my best friend went to the hospital for every little day. And she did. But she also knew she was a first-time mom. She was super young. She didn't know what was going to happen. And she always was so precautious. She always was like, I'm taking her to the hospital. I'm like, okay. And this is the second time my kid has fallen. And I'm like, oh, we're going to the hospital immediately, right now. Love all over them. If they have a moment of, you know, scaredness or they hurt themselves, it's okay to, you know, coddle them I feel like it's such a thing where parents don't coddle their kids they're like oh don't you know don't make them feel like they hurt themselves if my baby falls I'm picking her up kissing their boo-boo and telling her I love her snuggling up with her because that's my kid you know what I mean she naturally always comes to me and wants to cuddle up and oh you know cry and my husband's always like oh my goodness you crying what did you do and it's nothing but it's that comfort of knowing mommy will be there daddy will be there So, in closing, basically, just know what you're getting yourself into with kids and their their boo-boos and falls and aches and pains and ooches and owls and all that good stuff. But also, you know, it's okay to be overprotective, take them to the hospital, get them checked out, let the doctor know, let their doctor know. Um, one of the biggest things they always say is, you know, go see your doctor, let them know. And I'm like, oh, my doctor's going to be like, girl, every time I turn around... But in, in reality, I know i rather my doctor say, oh, it's nothing, than for me to assume it's nothing, follow up, and get that second opinion, get that secondary, you know, is she okay, is he okay, did they really harm themselves kind of conversation, because a lot of times, you know, it's good to be safe and sorry, and that's a really, you know, great thought to keep in mind because a lot of times kids will hurt themselves and you'll be like oh I didn't know that's what happened and it's a simple fix on a a small boo-boo 
And as parents, it's okay to be protective. If you see that they have really bad habits where they're hurting or harming or falling, tripping, whatever, it's okay to be like, okay, so don't go over there. And, you know, know the difference. Know the difference between being overprotective and being protective. That's all I got for this week. I thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.